When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello and welcome back to Band Biographies. I'm Tom Austin Morgan, your host, and I'm here to let you know what's been happening since the Adam and the Ants episode went out last month and what you can expect from the next episode. On Twitter, Gary Kasky got in touch to say, very good episode. Thanks very much for that, Gary. I'm really glad that you listened in and you enjoyed it. Also on Twitter, Zach Eastman got in touch and said this is overdue, but man, Band Biographies is inching me closer to music appreciation than I have ever been. The episode on Adam Ant was absolutely solid, and featured everything from a harrowing opening where Ant almost fell, to wildlife conservation covers of songs. He then gave a shout out, which is absolutely brilliant, thank you so much for sharing the show Zach, I really appreciate it. And that led on into a conversation with Stacey Nicholson and Zach, and they both really enjoyed the show, it seems. So thank you again for sharing the show, having a conversation about it, and putting it out there on Twitter for all to see. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. On Facebook, Steve Marshall got in touch once again to say that the podcast was extremely well-researched and a pleasure to listen to, which is wonderful to hear. But he commented later, I really enjoyed this exciting episode of Adam. I love the Dirk Wears White Socks period. Was friends with Matthew Ashman at one time. We came from the same area when we were younger, so I saw a few of his incarnations. My info at the time, from Jordan, about the fallout, was that allegedly Adamant was pissed off that Kevin Mooney was getting more popular with the fans, and Mooney was more photogenic, so off he went. Now this is a great insight into the band, and one I'd not found when researching it, and obviously, in the episode itself, I mentioned that Ant's autobiography doesn't actually mention the reason for the split or any kind of details on it, which was a bit strange. But if this came from Jordan, it must be fairly accurate, I assume. I love the stories that Steve tells of being there at the time, as well as a few other stories I've had from a couple more of you over the last year. They really do make me smile and think. Now there's been a plethora of new singles and albums released over the last month as well, it's been incredible actually, like all these bands have decided to release things they might have been saving for most of last year. Firstly, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes released a new single called My Town, featuring Joe Talbot from Idols. It's an electro-punk smasher, featuring dual vocal performances from two of the best hardcore punk vocalists in Britain right now, in my opinion relentlessly aggressive and catchy. Royal Blood returned with a new album after releasing a couple of tracks earlier this year. 
The album's called Typhoons and is a real departure in style from their previous two albums, while also being unmistakably royal bloodish. It's less bombastically rock sounding and instead has a real French house tone. I'm a massive fan of French house acts like Daft Punk, Le Rhythm Digital and Justice. Justice is the real touchstone here for me. The album does have a couple of filler tracks, but sompers like Troubles Coming, Typhoons and Million and One more than make up for them. I really can't wait to hear these songs played in a sweaty club somewhere soon. Staying on a dance tip, Pendulum are back with a song called Come Alive. Now, Pendulum have got a bit of a style that they don't stray too far from, probably one of the reasons they went on hiatus and formed a separate DJ-only entity, as well as the EDM act Knife Party. Come Alive is certainly a Pendulum song, but the staccato synths during the verses set it slightly apart from earlier material. They're a band whose sound I really enjoy though, and one of my favourite live experiences I've ever had when I saw them play in 2008 so I'm happy with this return and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Frank Turner's back as well with a new single, The Gathering, and you can tell that he's looking forward to the end of lockdown. This is a song whose lyrics yearn for summer festivals and parties in parks. It's got a great bass groove to it and a real chant along chorus as you'd expect from Frank, as he acts like a preacher chanting his mantra of emerging from our chrysalises into the light at the end of the tunnel all of us gathering to dance and sing together. Life-affirming stuff. Finally, one of the bands I've seen the most, Dropkick Murphys, released their 10th studio album, Turn Up That Dial, this month. As with most Dropkick's albums, it doesn't stray far from their tried and tested blend of Celtic punk chant-along rabble-rousing, but if you're a fan of theirs, you'll love it, just like me. In fact, they released tickets to a tour next February with support from The Interrupters, I've already bought tickets in the hope it's definitely going to happen, but also because I quite like the circularity of The Interrupters being the last band I saw before lockdown last February, and the first band I'll see two years later. Though all three of the bands I play in are currently ramping back up with rehearsals in the hope that gigs will be back in the second half of this year. Fingers crossed. Now let's talk about this Friday's episode, due out on the 28th of May. I know I kind of promised the second part of the Adam Ant story and I'm sure I'm about to upset a couple of you here, but that's not the episode I'm releasing this month. I've just been talking about a bunch of new music. Well I sat down a couple of months ago and had a chat with Louise Aubrey, a punk and indie influenced singer-songwriter who's releasing her latest single called Last on Friday. So it made sense for me to release this chat with her to tie in with that. Louise got in touch with me in December last year after hearing snippets of band biographies on BBC Radio Kent saying she enjoyed what I was doing. At that point I was looking to start doing these interview episodes and she agreed to come on as she was working on getting her new album together. That gave me time to listen to her back catalogue of four albums, the most recent of which is based around the films of Cary Grant, so there's one for the film lovers among you and I know there's a few of you out there. Even better though, Louise sent me a link to the whole of her latest album which is called Antonio, which I was honoured by. Thankfully, I loved what I heard, and have since been sent a physical copy of the album, so thank you very much for that Louise. I really look forward to introducing her to you all on Friday. But in the meantime, why not go and follow her, listen to her music and let her know I sent you, on Facebook, Twitter 
or at her website louisealbury.com. As ever, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, and please do reach out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and by email, as well as leaving those ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. But more than anything else, take care and stay safe. Till next time, see you in the pit. Are you still there? Good. I'm hoping to catch the few of you that have noticed that this episode still had a few seconds left and I knew you knew I wouldn't leave them blank. Now, to make up for the fact that the Adamant episode isn't coming out this week, there's going to be a surprise interview episode dropped later on in the week as well. Now, I could tell you who I spoke to, but that would ruin the surprise. I'm really excited about this one because it's a member of a band I've been a fan of since the late 90s when I was about 13 or 14. The only clue I'll give is that this band is celebrating the 25th anniversary of its first full-length album on the 5th of June with a live-streamed performance of the album in full. So I'll leave you to try and figure that out. By all means have a guess on social media and we'll see who's right when the episode drops into the feed at the beginning of June. It's NFL draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.